This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Little Pentecostal Wednesday Church. It's November the 7th, 2021. Pastor Jerry Barbie bringing the message, House Divided. We'll start off with the praise team already singing. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is
Amen. You know, there is a healer this morning. Amen. friends he heard this hero was in town but with a crowd around the door that day they had to find another way so they tore off the roof to let him down and they said there is a healer in your presence now
Life begins and ends in the dust you form. Faith commanded and the mountains God and let your glory go on and on. Impossible things in your name they shall be done. Freedom conquered, all our chains undone. Sin defeated, Jesus has overcome. Mercy triumphed. The third day gone. Darkness was denied when the stone was gone. Unstoppable God, and let your glory go on and on. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Unstoppable God, and your glory go on and on. Impossible things in your name, they shall be Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Glory go on and on. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Unstoppable God, and let your glory go on and on. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Oh. Well, somebody praise the Lord.
How many know God's unstoppable? Good song, good song. Give her another hand this morning, you would. Children's Church is going back to the back. Appreciate all you visitors this morning. Appreciate your children being with us. Thank you for trusting us with your children. And I'm praying that they're going to be blessed when all is said and done. I believe Children's Church ought to be fun. Fun. But also in the midst of all that fun, there should be some, some the seed of God's word planted into those special hearts also. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord one more time. Can I just follow the leading of the Lord right now, right quick? Judy, come to the piano for me. I want everyone to stand if you would. I just feel the sweet mother spirit over this place this morning. And uh, there's an old, old song that says, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. And I didn't realize, I didn't know you guys had that plan for tonight, but... Uh, But anyway, I just feel that in my spirit to sing that song. You know, there's nothing wrong with the good old hymns that's in the book. We did a class one time on the study of, of the hymns and how the anointing of God is, was involved in <clears throat> what was written down in song. But Amazing Grace is one of the most favorite songs that people sing around the world. It's one of my favorite songs. I want you to think about it this morning. Think about how that the Lord, how he loves you and what he's all he's done for you. And it's because of his amazing grace that we're where we are this morning. Amen. Let's sing the song, if you would. Mm -hmm. Amazing grace How sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears believe how precious did that grace appear the high I first believe through many dangers, tolls, and snares. I have already come to His grace that brought. Me save thus far, and grace will lead me home 
think about it. When we been there 10,000 years, bright shining at the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Praise God, 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 praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Let's do that one more time. Well, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, 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 praise God. Let's do verse number one, one more time. Full amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now I'm found was blind but now I see I'm just glad you've been found this morning by the Lord. Amen. You might be seated if you so desire. I didn't do it. <laughs> Maybe I am doing it. All this week, uh, when I went home Sunday, we didn't have church Sunday night, I went home Sunday afternoon. And I began to meditate and thinking on different things on the message for for this week. And as I began to pray and began to seek the Lord, He just put in my spirit house divided. That's what He put in my spirit. So all this week, week this is what's greatly been impressed upon me. That a house divided will not stand. Then this week, you know, I, I, I talk to people and they say, you know, I don't watch the news no more. I say, well, it's getting to the point I don't want to watch it. Well, sometimes I feel like I need to watch it so I can stay abreast of what's going on around me. 
When people tell me, I said, we don't, watch, we don't watch the news no more. I said, well, that's okay, I guess. But this week, every time I turn the news on, it's highly evident that our nation is divided straight down the middle. And according to God's word in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said that, Jesus said, which I will get into a little bit later on, but he did make this statement in Matthew chapter 12. He said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Now, which simply says every country, and he breaks it down, every kingdom, every house, every city is divided among itself, it will not stand. You will find out that any corporation that's divided, it will not stand. Any house that's divided, it will not stand. It won't stand, that's what Jesus said. So it simply says, I said, every country that is divided is brought to desolation. And the meaning is to, to be brought to naught. That's what Jesus has said. Every, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. In other words, it's brought to, to naught or nothing. Also, one meeting is deprived, it is deprived of the aid and protection of others especially of friends, acquaintances, and kindred. And as I think about America and how that America is the greatest country in the world, I still believe that America is the greatest country in the world. I still believe that. I still love my country. I still, I still, I still love my flag. You know, as, I, I, as the singers that were here last week, I believe they had a, uh, a T-shirt that said something to the fact that, you know, I, I, I stand for the flag but I kneel at the cross, and I stand for the flag today. Matter of fact, this week I saw three individuals that was in the military. They, they, they were uh, actually in the National Guard uh, full time, and I was standing in a line, and I began to talk to them, and I began to let them know how much I appreciated what they were doing and how the, uh, I, I just prayed that the Lord would bless them and protect them and keep his hands upon them, and they let me know how much they really appreciated that. One of them was a lieutenant colonel, one of them was a captain, and one was a uh, first sergeant. And I began to talk to them about what they were and what they did. They're actually recruiters. So I asked the, the lieutenant colonel, I said, do you think it's possible that I could get back in? He looked at me and grinned. He said, well, there might be something to be able to figure, it, figure something out. I said, well, I am 67 years old. First sergeant said, be careful what you ask for because there may be some loopholes that we can pull you in. I said, well, you know, it's something to think about because had I stayed in, I'd been retired now almost 20 years, so I didn't, but the Lieutenant Colonel had been in for 34 years and I just let him know how much I appreciate his service. And, 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 and something was said there about America and, he, and I told him, he said, well, you know what's going on in America today? It's just almost a shame that it's happening, but, but still, he, he basically told me, he said, we still have got to make a stand and do what we know is right for America and for America's people and for, and for God himself. And I thought that was great, that was wonderful. So, you know, and, and I think about America, how great she is, how that the allies don't have the faith in America that they once had. Out the, the, those that, are, that, that have put their faith and their trust in America all these years is beginning to pull away. So what, I'm, what, what Jesus is saying here, that every kingdom that's divided against itself is brought to desolation. 
In other words, as I said, one of the definitions, deprived of the aid and the protection of others. Do you know every country around the world, we need to be, be protecting one another. And America's been protecting different nations around the world many, 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 many years, but they're losing faith in us. But let me tell you something this morning. It also said, I found out also in that word, in, in the word desolation, that the word woe, I mean, W-O-E, shares this meaning. If you look in the book of Matthew chapter 23, you will find that Jesus, uh, there are actually eight woes uh, that Jesus talks about there in Matthew chapter number 23. And it's, it's, it's amazing what the Lord is just putting down in chapter 23. If you go to chapter 24, you'll find out that Jesus is talking about what's going to take place uh, in the end time. But then just before he gets into that, the chapter prior to that, he begins to talk about the woes of the hypocrites and all these other things, all these other folks that are going on. But let me go ahead. The United States of America is headed down the, a road of no return unless we as Americans start standing up for what is right and let it be known no more will we just sit down and let evil run over us any longer. You see what's, what's running rampant in the world today, what's running rampant in our country today is nothing but purified evil. That's what it is. Uh, they're trying to take God. They're, they're not trying. They've almost always almost done it. They, they're taking, every, taking God out of way, everything and away from everything that they possibly can. But I want to tell you something. I've talked to some people this week uh, and I'm talking about people that's not even related to the church and nothing like that. I, I just talked to individuals uh, and I just begin to ask the question. I, I talked to, 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 to some of them and, 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 and I asked them. I said uh, 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 I, I've talked to them and, and, and this week to tell me Tell me that they just, this is what they tell me, they just don't want to get involved. I said, what do you mean you don't want to get involved? Well, it's better if I don't get involved. It's better if I just keep my mouth shut. I said, in other words, if somebody's doing you wrong, and, and they're causing havoc all around you, and they're causing havoc all in your neighborhood, it's best for you to not get involved. You got children getting hurt in neighborhoods, but it's best for yet, it's best for you to not get involved. Well, I just, I just don't want to do, I just want to stay to myself. And I said, well, when you stay to yourself, I want you to understand something. What, what, what's going to happen to you if we just stay to ourselves, my friend? You know, uh, 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 the problems of others, uh, they say, I'd rather not get involved. I asked the reason why, and all I get is I said, but let me tell you something. If we this morning... If we don't get involved, if we don't start standing up for what we believe in and what is right, then we will be part of the group of desolation that Jesus talks about. In other words, we're going to be set apart. We will not stand. But I'm going to tell you something. It's time for the people in America. It's time for the Christians in America to stand up and say, no more devil. We won't take this any longer. You're not going to run over us because what thus saith the word of God, I have victory in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that you are under my feet according to the authority that God has given unto me and I will not, no longer allow you to run over me or run over my church or run over anybody else in Jesus' name. Time for somebody to get involved. My wife was at a restaurant this week. I heard her tell somebody. And two ladies got to fussing. One of them had the mask on, one of them had it under the chin. She was over there trying to order a hamburger, whatever it was she was trying to order. And all of a sudden, this ruckus broke out. And she was about to go do something about the situation. 
When the two ladies fussing went out the door fussing, she looked at three guys and understanding that and told them, said, you mean to tell me that you're going to just stand there and let this go on and not do anything or say anything about it whatsoever? We don't want to get involved. She was at the point, and I'm telling you, I know her well enough she would have done it. She was at the point when she got an order, she was getting ready to walk over, step right between both of them and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to be quiet. Huh? Let me tell you something. That don't take, somebody says, well, that's a lot of gold. That don't take gold. That takes Jesus Christ uh, trying to get somebody involved uh, and let the world know you're not gonna run over us uh, because what you wanna do, uh, you're gonna force it on me. No, no, a house divided will not stand against itself. A country will not stand. Uh, a city will not stand. A church this morning uh, will not stand if it's divided against itself. So all week, God's been pouring this in my heart. And every time I turn the news on, I say, God, it's a shame that our country has got this way. It's about this part and that part. It's about this person and that person. about this or that or the other. But I got news for you this morning. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, or whatever you might be this morning. It ain't about you. It ain't about that. It's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Somebody need to shout, praise the Lord. That's where the world needs to get back to. That's where America needs to get back to. We need to get back to God. That's what we need to do. But I don't want to get involved. I want to be quiet. I want to stay silent. God ain't looking for silent people. God's looking for somebody that will stand up and just not let things pass over. Because when you do that, it only gets worse. If I've been done wrong, then it's time to face the music and confront and call out the one doing me wrong. If America's been done wrong, she needs to stand up and start calling it out. The enemy, the devil, will just run over you if you just stand by and do nothing. No more, no more. I'm tired. It's time uh, to just let the devil know, as I said a while ago, uh, that you are under my feet uh, according to the authority of God's word that I have in my heart. Uh, and I've been bought but by, with, a, uh, with a price. Uh, I'm no longer my own. Paul said, no longer I, but Christ that liveth in me. So if Christ liveth in me, then I have the right and the authority to put the devil, the enemy, in his place today in Jesus' name. I'll tell you something right now. I've got this, a spirit's just flying all around in here. Spirit's saying, preacher, you better shut up. You're going to get yourself in trouble. I'm going to get you over here where Jesus said. Let me tell you this. This past Saturday morning, I was waking by a dream. And I laid there a few minutes and the Lord just spoke it to my spirit to get up and write down what I've shown you. So I jumped up, my wife said, where are you going? And it was, I don't know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what time it was. I said, I got to get up. God wants you to write some stuff down. So I got up, and I went and I got pen and pad, pen and paper, and I began to write. I dreamed of preaching in a place where I was preaching in one room and the people were in another room. When I finished the message, I went to go into where the people were and there was a center section before I got to the main room where the people were and it was divided into what seemed to be eight different sections. It was shaped like an octagon, shaped like a, 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 a stop sign, so to speak. Eight different sides. Each section had a different name, like eight different ministers and they were divided each to his own uh, and not having anything to do with the other. 
Then I went into where the people were, and there was an awesome altar call going on. I had to preach in one room, but then in the, man, in the room where the people were, when I got there, there was an awesome, awesome altar call going on. People were down at the altar. People were crying out to God. This is my dream. This is what the Lord showed me. So then I went into where they were. I went to one man that had a bottle of some type of alcoholic beverage, and I don't know what kind it was. I laid hands on him. I began to pray for him. And I let him know that we could not have that in the house of God. And he basically looked at me and said, what do you mean? We can't, I can't have this in the house of God. He got upset. He got mad with me. And he began to tell me, he said, well, so-and-so, he never called a name. He just said, so-and-so is able to do this. And if this person is able to do this, then why can't I do this? So I just began to let him know. I said, let me tell you what you can't do. You can't blame your sin on somebody else. You're going to have to forget, you're going to have to forget with God and let, let God forgive you of your sin. You can't copy somebody else. You can't do what somebody else does. Just because so-and-so does this or that, that don't mean you can do it, my friend. Let me tell you something. We got to get to the point that it's nothing but me and Jesus. It's all about him and him crucified. He's the one I look to. He's the one I ask to. He's the one I serve. And he's the one that's going to deliver and set us free out of this world. And he began to tell me that. I began to tell him that. And as I woke up, this is what he said to me. He said, but your sign on the door. And I woke up. I said, Lord, what, is, what, 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 are, you, what are you doing? What, what, are you, what are you trying to, or what are you telling me here? When I got on him by the sin, he said, but your sign on the door. Then the Lord brought to my attention this church. And I'm talking about the universal church of Jesus Christ, which includes all the believers of the Lord. Amen? I'm not just talking about we here. I'm talking about all the believers of Jesus Christ all over the world. Because church, I'm going to tell you something. We had, we had better get ourselves ready because the bride is making herself ready and God's people will come together as one as, as I've, always, I've always, what God showed me, he said, I pray I, my people be as one as you and I are one. God's people are gonna come together. God's people are gonna see the same thing. God's people is gonna be in one accord. God's people is gonna believe all in one thing of what thus says the word of God. I know everybody's got the different faith. Everybody's got the different, different this, that, and the other thoughts, but the Bible says there's one faith, one baptism, and one God. One, that's all there is. And God's people is going to come together united under that one God. The Bible tells you not to get out of our own mind, get out of our way, uh, and put on the mind of Christ. When God's people put on the mind of Christ, uh, you can believe one thing. It's like it was in the upper room. Uh, it's going to be in one accord, uh, and all of a sudden there's going to be a sound. Uh, the trumpet's going to sound, uh, and Jesus is going to come and take the bride of Christ out of here. Folks, uh, it's beginning to line up right now. Right now is the time that you're not going to actually see Jesus uh, being ushered in through the clouds of glory today. But even part of the church in the world don't believe in it. Listening to the news the other day, I don't know what denomination it was, I caught the tail end of it. I don't know what denomination it was, but, it's, but, but what I heard them say, it was the oldest denomination in the world. 
And that's what I got. And I began to listen to it a little bit. And what I heard them say was, they're shutting doors. They're closing doors. Closing doors. So the Lord just spoke in my spirit. He said, son, tell the church, the universal church, God's let me know, he's let you know, that we have, he has provided means for this church right here to reach all around the world. That might not do something to somebody, but it does a whole lot to Jerry. He's given us the means to reach people all over the world. All they got to do is get on the internet, put in Pine Level Pentecostal Church, and they can hear the radio, they can hear the preaching, they can hear the teaching, they can hear singing, they can hear whatever's going on. All over the world. And God put it in my spirit, his son, tell the church, let the church know. Let the church know that we as the church are good at telling things God and how he blesses. Tell the church, listen to me, church world, listen to me, preachers out there. We're good at telling things, the things of God and how God blesses and how he provides. But in reality, God's, God's put it in my heart. He said, but in reality, what are we showing the outside world? We tell them, we tell them but what are we showing them? That's what God says. God said, tell my church. We're good. The, the church is good at, at telling all the things about God. But, but it's a hard thing to show people the, the things of Almighty God. It's tough in here this morning, but let me tell you something. God, let, the church is warm and cozy on the inside, but what is she on the outside? Amen? If you were here for homecoming morning, I sat and I listened to Brother Guy Lindsay, a great dear friend of mine, a great man of God, a man that has studied his heart out, a man that has been all over the world and God has blessed him, a, a man that's under such heavy anointing. Uh, and, and, and as I sat and I listened to him uh, as he preached to us on, on Sunday morning uh, of our homecoming, uh, and he brought out the church of Laodicea, if I'm saying it right, uh, and he said that right there, it represents a member's head. Uh, he said the church of Laodicea represents uh, a what? the church is in the days uh, that we're living in right now because what's going on right now is what the word is telling you and I that we need to get ready because Jesus is soon coming uh, and somebody uh, has got to be able to stand up uh, and proclaim what thus said the word of God and let the world know that Jesus uh, is still the son of God and Jesus is still the, the, the Messiah that Jesus is still coming uh, to bring his children home. Somebody has got to stand up and say, proclaim what the, what the Lord wants to be done. There's too many wimpy preachers in, 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 in the world today. Too many wimpy churches in the world today. They're backed off into a corner and they're back there and they're, they're scared to come out and do anything. Uh-uh. God tells you and I, I didn't give you the spirit of fear. That ain't what I give you. So we got no business this morning to walk around in fear. Amen. We know what we are together as the church, but what are we when we are separated? Let me say this, it's time for the church to be the church that God desires her to be and make the stand that Jesus expects her to make in these last days. One more time, that's what he put in my spirit. It's time for the church to be the church that God desires her to be. What God desires her to be. Not what man desires her to be, but what God desires her to be. Churches are closing doors, hand over fist. Preachers walking out of pulpits, hand over fist. Because they're afraid to stand and say, what thus saith the word of God? 
things that are going on in the world today are abomination to God. God is still looking for people that will stand up and say, hey, this ain't right. It's sin, and sin in the eyes of God will not make it into glory. If it's sin, it's abomination to God, and you can rest assured that if God's against it, he will not, he will not promote it whatsoever. And we got churches that's divided, that's, that's splitting because of all these junk that's going on in the world. And I said to God one day, I said, God, as I'm going through all this, I said, God, you could fix this if you wanted to. I said, you could fix this, God. And then I put in there, if you wanted to, which I shouldn't have did that. But God let me know. He said, yep, I could. I could fix it right now. He said, but I also could have fixed when my son Jesus was crucified, persecuted, and went all, went all through what he went through. I could have fixed that too, and he wouldn't have to went through that, but I didn't. I said, God, I understand, but help me out. He said, I want you to understand something. I'm not going to force man to do anything that man don't want to do. So God let me know. He said, son, all this stuff is going on in the world. I could fix it. He said, but just as Judas betrayed my son with a kiss, I mean with a kiss. You don't get no, you don't get no, to me, you don't get no worse than that. Walk up to it. The one that I kiss on the cheek, the one that I show you that I love so much, he's the one that you want. And he walked up and kissed him on the cheek. God said, I could have fixed that. But I didn't. Because it was already spoken in time past. And it had to be, the prophecy had to come to pass. So Judas is the one that betrayed the Lord. And then as, as Brother Lynn said today, Judas went out and hanged himself. Do you know what Judas could have done instead of going out and hanging himself? Do you know what he could have done? He could have went and fell on his face before God and said, God, I'm sorry. I repent of what I've just done. I betrayed our Lord. I betrayed our Savior. I betrayed my best friend. Will you please forgive me for that? And the God I serve today will forgive him. But he didn't. He didn't repent. He didn't, had, no, had no desire to repent. He went out and hanged himself. So before I get into what Jesus is saying in the book of Matthew in chapter 12, let me first go to Isaiah. Sister Jenny, I didn't give it to you. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8, 9, 10, 11. Verse 8 of Isaiah 55, God, the, 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 Isaiah is speaking here as God's revealing to him, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Now, I want you to understand something. The idea of the, all this is that the thoughts of God and the ways of God are so above the comprehension of man that man must literally take his word by faith. 
God's thoughts, God's ways are so much higher than ours, we literally have to take his word by faith. How many believe in the word of God? God doesn't think the way we do. We get into a lot of trouble when we expect that he should think as we do. God doesn't act the way we do. He does things his way. And his ways are often not our ways. We get into a lot of trouble again when we expect God that God should act the way that we do. I don't know about you, but I'm glad God don't act like me. Seriously. I'm glad God don't act like me because every once in a while I just, I just let it go. I go out in a pine tree and said, I wish you'd shut up and leave me alone. Because if I talk to a pine tree, it ain't going to tell nobody else. Then he says in verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways are, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now notice what he said. He's saying almost the same thing here. But look what he says at the first beginning. Of, for as the heavens are higher than the earth. Although the word, all through the word of God this morning, we can find we, 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 God giving us uh, thoughts and ways of God, but so few believers actually take advantage of this great amount of wisdom. All through his word, all through his word, God shows us uh, his ways and he shows us his thoughts, but few people, few people will even pick it up and read it and study it for themselves and, and, and try, to, try to learn of the great wisdom of Almighty God. A lot of people listen to me by the way of internet. The only way they get it is on the radio. Get it on the TV. A lot of folks in church ought to guess what the preacher says on Sunday morning. You're missing a whole lot. For as the rain cometh down the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth the bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Listen to what he said, bread and bread to the eater. Look what he said. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not. Don't go back. It comes and it don't go back. Not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now, I want you to take notice here. The sense of this thing is, of what God's telling you and I is, in this passage, is not in its direction coming down. No, that's not what, what the Lord is telling us, that it's coming down. But what God is telling us, but rather the mission of the rain and the mission of the snow, how that it waters the ground, how that it waters, uh, 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 brings nourishment to, to, to the ground. Uh, and, and then he says that it brings bread uh, uh, to the soil, it, 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 brings, uh, it brings seed to the soil and bread for the eater. In other words, it, in process, that's what it does. Now, I said it don't, it don't never go up. Yes, it does. It evaporates back up and it reprocesses. But before it goes that up for snow before rain or anything else goes back up. It has done everything that it's supposed to do that God's intended it for do. Now look at verse number 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now you can rest assured of one thing. When a man of God or a woman of God or a teacher of God is up and they're under the anointed of God and they're teaching uh, and they're preaching uh, and, they're, and they're, they're, they're talking about and, and expounding on the word of God. In other words, that's God's word going forth. And somebody, somewhere, somebody, somewhere, even by the way of the internet, somewhere out there, God's touching a heart with what's being said because they need to hear what's being said. I'm talking about under the anointing. I'm not talking about a man or a woman, even myself, getting up talking about my ideas and my opinions, what this will be, what that should be. No, that's not what it's all about. It's about the anointing of God 
that somebody is teaching us directly under the spirit and the power of Almighty God. So when God's word, let me tell you this, God's word doesn't barely get the job done. It shall prosper in the purpose God has asked for it. It is rich and full of life. God's word shall always succeed and always fulfill God's purposes. That's what God's word will do. So when God's word is being put forth, it shall not just fall on the ground, but rather go forth and penetrate the heart of man somewhere that needs to hear the very word going forth. With that being said, let me go to Matthew chapter number 12. Amen. In Matthew chapter number 12, Sister Jenny, I'm going to verse 22. I'll be talking about verse 22 through 30 something. I don't know. But if you go to the book of Matthew chapter number 12, you'll, you'll begin in the beginning of this chapter. You will find that Jesus let the Pharisees know that he was the Lord of the Sabbath. In other words, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. And then he went to church and healed the man with the withered hand. So the Sabbath, withered hand on the Sabbath, and they asked him if it was lawful for him to heal on the Sabbath day. I don't know about you. I don't care what day of the week it was. If I need healing, I want Jesus to heal me, wouldn't you? So with that being said, they asked him that question. Jesus then asked them, which one of you that have a sheep and beef and he fall into the pit shall not lay hold on him and lift him out? So how much more is a man than a sheep? How much greater is a man than a sheep? You got a sheep that's in the pit on the Sabbath? You gonna just let him lay there? No, you gonna reach down and lift him up and get him out. That's what Jesus asked him. Now listen. So he simply told the man to stretch forth thine hand he stretched it forth and it was restored whole like as the other. Then the Bible says that the Pharisees, listen to this. Then the Bible says the Pharisees went out and held counsel against him, against Jesus. Can you imagine that? They went out and held counsel against him how they might destroy him. But you know, it's not much different today. Because as a child of God, if you are a blood-bought child of God, you will often find there are people who are out to bring you down. How many has ever experienced that? Nod your head, say amen, owe me or something. The devil's never attacked you. Did you know the Bible declares that God's got angels encamped around about us? But did you know that the devil himself has these little imps, these little spirits attacking us? all the time, or trying to. This is a constant battle. Well, listen to me. You see, there are people that want to, break, they want to destroy you, just like they, 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 they meant to destroy the Lord Jesus Christ right there. It had come to the point that people even tell lies on you. If you're walking in the will of God, you can't rest, you can rest assured the devil will do whatever he can to bring you down. 
Now, you can rest assured, if you look around the world, what's going on in the church world, I'm talking about the church as a whole. If you look at the church world today, what is Satan trying to do? He's trying his best to bring the church down. And there's going to be so many. The Bible says uh, there are few uh, that go in the, the, the straight way, only few. But the, but the, but the broad is the gate, uh, and now is the way he said. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the Bible don't say anywhere where, hell, where heaven uh, is enlarging itself, uh, but it speaks of hell, how hell's enlarging itself. Why? Because hell has enlarge yourself because there are going to be that many that end up in the very pits of hell today. Few there be that make it. Somebody say few. So you can rest assured if you're blood bought the devil's out to get you. He wants to bring you down. If you don't think so just be a leader. Be a teacher. Be a pastor. Put yourself in leadership. Well, preacher, you're going to fix the world. And ain't nobody wants to be. No, no, no. I'm not talking about it in a negative way. Because if God's called you to do something, you're sitting down on it. Guess what? You're, you're going against the will of God. And the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. I'm saying this in a positive way. You be a leader. You be a pastor. You be a teacher. You can even be a, a, a children's church teacher. And the devil's going to come after you. Huh? He's coming after you. He's coming after your kids right now in, this, in, the, in the school world because of what they're wanting to teach in schools today. And thank God for those few folks that stand up against what, what they're trying to do. They showed me on news the other night. If my kid, if my child, my kindergarten young, my, my preschool young, my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, even up to the 12th, even high school, even college, if my, if my child was going to school and that was going to be presented to them as one of the studies that they got to do, I'd pull that child out quick. I don't know a thing in the world about homeschooling. I don't know a thing in the world about it. I might not be able to train them and teach them, but I'd find me somebody that would teach that child what he needs to be taught or what she needs to be taught. Uh, not only that, they would also apply the word of God into the midst of all that teaching. But when they showed me the other night on the news and they had to blur it out, two men laid up on the couch and they laid up against one another, kissing one another, carrying on. And then another man standing over, somebody over there on the knees uh, and they're making, they showed the comments, uh, but they didn't show what was happening. That's the kind of stuff that's being taught, that's being put into schools today. And somebody, some parents are standing up all across America. No, 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 we're not going for this junk. And they're being set to the point that they are actually domestic terrorists because the parents ain't got no business getting involved in what the children are being taught in school. And the church sits by and lets stuff like that go. That's what I can't understand. I'm talking about the church world. I'm, not talking, about the, I'm talking about the church world. The church world stands by and will accept the junk and put that stuff behind the pulpit to teach people what, what is absolutely against the Almighty God. God says, son, you tell the church, she better stand up. She might better be the church that I desire her to be because I'm coming back out of our church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. One of these days, and it's gonna be quick. Amen? So, can I say something this morning? If you stay in Jesus, Jesus will stay in you. Listen to me. If you stay in Jesus, Jesus will stay in you. This is what the Lord gave me the other morning. 435, I don't know. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And no weapon. Somebody say no weapon. 
That means absolutely no weapon whatsoever shall prosper against you. If Satan tries to use an individual as a weapon, that weapon will not, will not uh, prosper. But you know what you got to do? You got to discern what it is. You got to speak to it like she was getting ready to do in that restaurant the other day. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke that foul spirit and I to command you to leave me alone. But see, church folks can't do that. For some reason, they won't do that. Let me tell you something, folks. If people, if people are coming against you, you got a blood bolt right to say, whoa, I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody shout praise the Lord. Y'all really tired on me this morning. So, no weapon. Do you know the difference between a religious person and a spirit-led person? A spirit-led child of God. Do you know what the difference is? Hmm? Let me tell you the difference. I was sitting in my office while I was going on. I'm looking at this stuff. I said, God, you got to help me. I write it down because I can't remember. And there's a rumor, that, no, not a rumor, there, there's a rumor going on in church where preachers pull the message off, off the website. Yeah, he is. I'll just be honest with you. I do. I research it, look into it. My, I'm praying about something. And God gives it to me. There it is. I pull it out and I use it. I, I admit to it. Many preachers won't admit to it. I have. I pull message off the pulpit, I mean, off the internet, and I've used them. You know? But, you know, but I said, Lord, you know what? If you don't give me a word, I ain't got a word no more. So Sunday night, he started working on me with this right here. And it upsets the church world when preachers start preaching like this. They do. It does. Preachers, teachers, whatever, have lost a lot of positions because they stood up for what God wanted. <laughs> but you know what? God said, son, you answer to me and me only. I said, but God, the world's going to get mad with me. And then he, he, he reminds me of Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, you know what? I'm through with this. I ain't doing this no more. Every message I preach, every message I bring to the people and I prophesy to the people, everything I bring to them is gloom and doom. I ain't doing it no more. I'm quitting. But you know what happened? Jeremiah said, whoa, I can't quit now. Even though, and Jeremiah went through a whole lot of junk, a whole lot of trouble because he stood for the word of God. Jeremiah said, I can't quit now. It's shut up in me like fire. It's fire on the inside of me and I can't stand it. I got to get it out. And when he gets it out, he lets it out. Hey, I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing what God will do when you're walking under the authority of God. When the whole world might be against you, God is on your side. Let me tell you something. The difference between a religious person and a, and a uh, Spirit-led child of God. I'm sitting in my office and I had, I had to add this in. A religious person is led only by the flesh or self. It's all about religion. A religious person is led only by the flesh or self. In other words, it's what I want. But a spirit-led person will move self out of the way and allow and, and only follow the will of God and go whichever direction God desires that individual to go. Do you know what our bishop told me one time? He said, he said, Jerry, you've tied my hands. I said, really? He said, you've tied my hands because I was in between churches. He said, you've tied my hands. I said, well, you may have tied your hands. He said, you told me that you wanted to stay in your area, in your community. He said, so you've tied my hands. I said, well, Bishop, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've prayed about it. 
And God says, if I'm not willing to go and do what he wants me to do, I need to just get out of the way anyway. I said, so I want to let you know that wherever God wants me and my family, and I, it's, been, it's, been, it's been torment to my family sometimes. I said, wherever the Lord wants me and my family to go and whatever he wants us to do, I leave it completely up to him. You pray about it. And if he wants to send me on the other side of the world, I'll go. Not long after that, I was ironed so away. But you know what? For eight years, God blessed us for eight years. He did. So you know what? The difference in a religious person is led only by the flesh or self. I asked the bishop the other night. I was in, I was in a meeting with him the other night. I asked him, I said, I said, we got 200 whatever churches in the state of North Carolina. He said, yeah. I said, but you got 400 and some odd pastors. He said, yeah. I said, what's... He said, well, they tell me they don't want to move. They don't want to go. I said, really? He said, yeah, that's why I can't fill pulpits. But even though I got 400 preachers, I can't get them to go. You know why? They're not willing to walk in the, in the will of God. They're willing to walk in self. I was there one time. I know what he was talking about. And I said to myself, I said, nope, this is where I, this is where I, I want to stay in this area. I don't want to go no more. I've, I've done this a long time. I'm going to stay right here. So I looked at him and I said, you know, what, you, know what the, you know what the biggest thing about it is? He couldn't say it, but I told him. I said, the biggest thing about having a license, a minister's license, is the tax deductions that you get as a minister. He didn't say anything. He just looked at me and grinned. I said, I know you can't say that, but, but I'm telling you a fact. A lot of preachers have that credentials so they can get tax deductions. Let me tell you something. God didn't call preachers to get tax deductions. God called preachers to preach the word of God into a lost and dying world and let them know that Jesus is still alive and well. Huh? Somebody help me out. So that is what you find in this group of Pharisees and leaders. They were totally, they were totally about self and not about Jesus. So we continue on with Matthew. I got to quit. It's 20 minutes to one. So we continue in Matthew chapter 12. I ain't going to finish this this morning, I know. But we continue in Matthew chapter 12 and we, we come to the point, to the part where the Bible is literally talking about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That's been a question. I've had people question me. I've, I believe and I feel like I have blasphemed the Holy Ghost. I said, you do? You have? I said, what did you do? I don't know. But I feel like I blasphemed the Holy Ghost. I said, really? What did you do? I don't know. I just got that feeling in me. I said, do you, do you desire to have Jesus in your life? Yeah. I said, well, you ain't blaspheming the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, now we get to where the Bible says, uh, then was 22, verse 22, says Jenny, chapter 12. Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. He healed him insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spoke and saw. A man was deaf. I mean, he was blind. He was dumb. Not meaning he didn't know anything. He could not speak. So if you can't, if, 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 you, if you're blind and you're deaf and can't speak, it's kind of hard to communicate. They didn't know what to do with this individual. Amen? So they brought them to Jesus. 
And when this happened, the Bible says, all the people were amazed, in verse 23, I think, all the people were amazed and said, is not this the son of David? Now just a note here. Had the religious leaders properly led them, the people of Israel would have accepted Christ if they'd have been properly led, amen? But look at verse 24. But when the Pharisees heard it, what did they hear? They heard the crowd, they heard the people talking about and saying things like, Jesus is the son of God. So they begin to realize when they heard this, this fellow, the Bible says, in other words, the, the, listen what it says. they said this fellow, the Pharisees never once called him by his name, never recognized him for who he was, never. Doeth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Now, look what they're saying. This man cast out devils. <laughs> Amen? But he cast them out by Beelzebub. Now, notice what Jesus said before. And I'm getting down to that. No, let me, let me do this. Notice they didn't deny his power. They didn't deny Jesus' power. They saw what he did. He rebuked that blind spirit. He rebuked that, 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 that uh, dumb spirit that couldn't talk. And the man was able to see. And not only was he able to see, he was able to talk. He don't tell me here in the word of God what his first words were. But I guarantee you when he saw Jesus, he recognized him for who he was. He was able to speak. And he said, Lord, I thank you for what you just done in my life because you have made my life complete because now I can see, I can talk, I can communicate and I want to praise and glorify you. That's my only way, that's my definition of seeing what the blind man saw when he saw Jesus because you don't see Jesus unless you are of the enemy and not get excited. There's no way. So they didn't claim the power but they claimed that he was of Satan. Now, verse 25, and Jesus knew their thoughts. Can you imagine that? Jesus knew their thoughts. He knew what the people were thinking. He knew what those Pharisees was, was, was conjuring up in their mind. He knew all about that. How did he know? Because the Holy Spirit of God, it revealed unto him exactly what they were thinking and what they were about to do. Can I tell you something, church? The Holy Ghost is going to start in just a little bit. And I put no time limit on it because he can do it right now. But the Holy Ghost, he's going to wake up the church and he's going to be able to reveal different things that's going on, different spirits that's going on. You folks out in the church world, you can rest assured that the Holy Ghost is going to begin to take over his church and the enemy's gonna be brought, brought, he's gonna be brought out of the darkness into the light because Satan is nothing but darkness. But when the light of God shines, that darkness goes, but he's revealed, and then you can cast him out in Jesus' name. Jesus knew their faults. This is what he said unto them. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. The idea of this statement is that Satan does not oppose Satan. That's what Jesus said. Satan don't oppose Satan. Huh? He don't oppose himself. He does not possess one with the evil spirit and then cast out that spirit. That's not the way the devil works. And that's what Jesus was letting him know. 
Now look at verse number 26. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. If Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to naught. And if Satan be cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. And how shall then this kingdom stand? In other words, Jesus is admitting right here that Satan does have a kingdom. He said, but if he's divided, how is his kingdom gonna stand if he cast out himself? It ain't gonna stand what Jesus said. Jesus admits he's got a kingdom, which is the kingdom of darkness. Verse 27, and if I, if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. Look what Jesus said. If I by Beelzebub cast out devils, whom do your children? Who do your children cast them out? If you read in the scripture, you'll find out that where there's some Jewish, Jewish, if I'm saying the word right, exorcisms that was trying to cast out devils. Amen. Some of them probably did get, because it tells in the book of Matthew, as I begin to look in a little bit, that, that, that people come to Jesus, oh, 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 we cast out devils in your name. We prophesied in your name. We healed in your name. We done all these things in your name. Jesus said, I'm, I'm, but depart, I never knew you. So he's, what Jesus said, if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, whom do your children cast him out? There were Jewish exorcisms. If you remember, the, I can't think of, I think of no, in other words, those that went to cast out the devil, it was three or four of them, I can't remember the name, but anyhow, they went to cast out devils and they said in the name of Jesus that Paul serves. You remember what I'm talking about? And the Bible declares that they went out bruised, wounded, and naked left, Satan will beat you up if you try to tackle him without Jesus. He will. If Jesus hadn't have been who he was at this particular moment, the devil himself would have whipped him right there. So how do your children cast them out? There were those among the Jews that said by invocation of the name of the Most High God or the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did sometimes cast out devils. Je, je, how you say it, Brother Mike? I got it all. I had it all. J-O-S-E-P-H-U-S. The books of Je, uh, jo, Josephus. There you go. Josephus speaks of some in, this, in his time that did it. We read of Jewish exorcists, Acts, Acts chapter 19, verse 13. And some that in Christ's name cast out devils, though they did not follow him, Mark, uh, Mark 9, 38, or were not faithful to him, Matthew 7, 22. The, these the Pharisees condemned not, but imputed uh, that they did not that they did to the Spirit of God, what they did to the Spirit of God, and valued themselves and, and, their, and their nation upon it. It was therefore merely from spite and envy to Christ that they would own that others cast out devils by the Spirit of God, but suggest that he did it by contact with Beelzebub. Note this, note this is one. It is the way of evil intentioned people, especially the venomous persecutors of Jesus Christ and Christianity to condemn the same thing in those that hate, in those that hate, and with will approve of the and applaud those they have a kindness for. In other words, those that they like, those 
they, 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 they appreciate, those they love, they're gonna back them up. They're gonna applaud everything they do, whether it be wrong or right. But those that are serving Jesus Christ, they'll come against them in a heartbeat. But I wanna tell you something. I'd rather be on the side of the Lord than be on the side of a group of people that don't even know Jesus Christ himself. That's what Jesus said. A, 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 a nation or a community or a city divided among itself, a kingdom, it will not stand. Church, the church is coming together. She's gonna stand for God because there are people all over this world that are hungry for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back and take his children home. The Bible says, even so come Lord Jesus. Even so come Lord Jesus. Let me tell you something. If you go study this out, you find out they were unfit to fit Moses' seat, who knew faces and knew and nothing else to, in judgment. Therefore, they shall be your judge. The contradiction of yourselves will rise up in judgment against you at the last great day and will condemn you. I want you to note something else. In the last judgment, not only every sin, not only every sin but every aggravation of it. The sin and the aggravation of sin will be brought into the account and some of our notions that were right and good will be brought in evidence against us also to convict us of partiality. Every sin you get on into the chapter, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get into that. You get on down into the chapter, every out of word that falls out of your mouth, we're going to be held accountable for. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, you see, Jesus did not cast out devils because he was God. No, don't misunderstand what's going on here. Jesus didn't cast out devils because he was God. He cast out devils because he was a man filled with the Spirit of God. Jesus was man, filled with the Spirit. He didn't cast out devils because he was God. He cast out devils because he was a man filled with the Spirit. Then the kingdom of God has come unto you. This place, this place, the Pharisees, in the unattainable position. If the Spirit of God was actually helping him, helping Jesus, and he had already made it clear that such would not be done without the Spirit of God, then they must admit that he is the Messiah. What happened was their accusations backfired on them. If you notice Jesus, if you study out Jesus everywhere he went, he even departed himself from here. He had to go out. He had to depart because the accusations they were bringing against him. But if you notice, he always came out on victory. He was always on the victory side. Every accusation backfired on him. Every accusation that, 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 that Satan is bringing against the word of God today is gonna to backfire on him. And you got people in the news quoting scripture. You got politicians quoting scripture. And I sat and I listened to them. I said, you people are crazy. Because they're trying to bring it into where they are and what they want and how they want it to be done. And they're trying to, they, they know if they can get to church, they, they've got the power. Everybody stand to your feet. Because Jesus is the power. A house, a kingdom, a city, a 
home, Jesus said, divided among itself, will not stand. And Jesus has declared, my church, my church. Somebody say, my church. Not your church, Jesus' church. Jesus declares, my church is going to come together, and we're going to take them out of here. It's going to happen one of these days. And I don't want to be one. He looks at it, and I say, Lord, I preached for 43 years. Depart from me. I never knew you. I want to hear him say, you know what, son? You've done a pretty good job. I can't say you're perfect. I say, that's all right. But you've done a pretty good job. You stood at times when nobody else was standing. You stood all along by yourself. You, you stood for what, 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 I did, what I declared. And I'm proud of you. All I want to hear him say is welcome home. Thou good and faithful servant. Welcome home. I don't want to get there by the skin of my teeth. You see, the devil gets upset with me very easily. And you know why? Because he knows I don't care. I'm at the top of his hit list. He's got, it, he's got the aims on me and I'm the first one he wants to knock out. But by the blood of Jesus Christ that I'm surrounded with, that I've been bought with, he can't cross the bloodline and any dart he shoots at me that's the shield of faith is going to just block it off. So he knows I'm at the top of his hit list. Those folks that are down here mediocre, he don't even worry about them. I'm at the top of his hit list. My wife says, boy, you need to be careful when you say that. Let me, I said, let me tell you something, honey. If I can't be at the top of the devil's hit list, I don't want to be nowhere. Because if I'm at the top of the devil's hit list, it lets me know one thing. She said, what? I said, that lets me know I'm okay in God. Because I ain't walking in fear. I'm not walking because I'm afraid. I'm not walking because of, of this and that. The other spirit of the devil ain't going to intimidate me. I'm going to stand for what, God, what thus said the word of God. And as I said before, if I'm standing out here all by myself, ain't nobody, me and my wife, guess what? I can still look up and say, Father, I still love you with all my heart. And I'm going to do whatever you want me to do until I draw my last breath. I, it don't make no difference to me. If it hurts the devil this morning, I don't care. Because I know whom I got to serve and I know who I'm serving. And I know I've worked a long time to get where I'm at today. And Sister Marie, I sure ain't going to give it up now I'm going to hold on until Jesus comes because I know without a doubt he's putting my mailbox up right now because there's more years behind me than there is ahead of me he's putting my mailbox up, up mailbox up right now and after a while he's going to turn that tag up and, 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 and the deaf angel is going to come by and say oh I got to go get that one and bring him home it's time for that one to come home and when all said and done I'm going to still say hey I'm going home devil I'm still at the top of your hit list but I won the victory in Jesus Christ Can't hardly wait to put that last board on that door. Barbie. He might change my name to, to Cowboy. I don't know. Whatever he does, I don't care. I'm going to be there. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you today. We thank you and I praise you. Matter, honor, Lord, I honor you today. Master, I honor you today with all my heart. God, you know where I stand this morning. Father, you know who I am. You know exactly who I am. Father, and I try my best to be transparent, Lord. Father, where I'm at. Do I make mistakes? Sure, I do. I make them often. But I got a loving God that gave His Son that says, I'll never leave you, Jerry. I'll never forsake you. I'm always there with you. You just hold on. Everything's going to be all right. Because the only sin that's standing in our way is the unconfessed sin. David was a man after God's own heart. And I began to study him out a little bit this week. David was a man after God's own heart. David committed murder. David committed adultery. 
David, in, in, his, in his lineage, in his family lineage, there was incest going on. So David was a mess. But the Bible declares he was a man after God's own heart. David lived a repentant life. He loved God, even though he found himself in trouble sometimes. But God delivered him because he knew the heart of David. Father, I want you to know my heart that same way today. The Bible says we need to check ourselves and see if we're still in the faith. Hallelujah. David said in the book of Psalms, Lord, Lord, just check my ways in so many words. He said, just check me. See where I'm at. See if there's any wrong in me, God. If there is, help me get it right. Father, that's where we are today. We're one breath away from eternity. One heartbeat away from eternity. And Father, when all is said and done, when this body lays down, when it's done everything it can do, then that's all that this body can do. It's done everything humanly possible that can be done. Father, when I do preach, when I do funerals, I, let, I just say, Lord, hands, human hands are going as far as they can go. Now, Lord, it's, it's in your hands. Father, when this body lays down, I'm totally, absolutely, 100% in your hands. I'm hoping and praying I'm 100% in your hands right now. But when this body lays down, <laughs> the Spirit, the Spirit, Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be with the Lord. Father, that's my goal. And I want the devil to understand I love Jesus too much. He did too much for me. For me to allow anything, anywhere, any place to come between me and my God. So Father, thank you this morning for calling me. I know I, rebut I rebuttaled. I know I ran. I've done everything I could. I tried not to do it. But Father, today I'm so thankful you called me. Because today I know that I'm standing in the perfect will of God. Because you called me to preach the gospel. And Lord, that's my heart's desire. So Father, I pray, Lord, if anyone under the sound of my voice right now, anyone of those, by the way of internet, that are listening in, if you're here this morning and your house is divided, and I'm talking about you yourself, if your house is divided, it ain't going to stand. You can't go both ways. You can't go both ways. That's, that's on down further in, 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 into, into, into the, 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 the chapter of Matthew chapter 12. You can't go both ways. If your house is divided, right now is the time. God's saying, come unto me. Come unto me, all you that are laboring heavily, and I'll give you rest. Church, I don't know about you, but I'm telling God, Father, I want some rest because your yoke is easy. I'm following you. So if you're here this morning, you have a need, let me just open the altar up to you right now and say, well, you're welcome to come. Nobody's going to embarrass you. All I do is just pray for you. But if you're lost, undone without Jesus, this is your call. You see, we're not promised the next five minutes. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen when we walk out of this church, out in that parking lot and get in the car and we go home. We don't know. But God knows today. If the, Lord's, if the Lord is pulling at your heart today, I want you to come, talk to him. Set it right in Jesus' name. But if everybody in this house is happy and satisfied today, I just give God all the praise and glory and honor. I thank the Lord for every song that's sung. I thank the Lord for everyone that's been on program. I thank the Lord for the special song. I thank the Lord for you today. I really do. And I just ask God to bless you abundantly. Somebody shout praise the Lord. As I said, Carolyn Allen wants to meet uh, those folks that signed up for the trip uh, immediately after service. Choir meeting this afternoon at 515. 
anyone interested in being part of the adult choir, please attend the meeting. Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand, and you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness church as well as check out other information that's going on here also facebook users search facebook for uh, pine level phc and you can like our page on facebook get notifications when we go live check out pictures and other things that we post through facebook if you're a youtube fan go to youtube search pine level ph church and subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live you can watch our services live or on demand through youtube we also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch you can listen while you drive or work Go to your favorite podcast provider, or you can go to our website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.